What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are now listening to the Philly Pod. A Philadelphia sports podcast. Week three of the NFL season is here, and due to the fact that the Eagles are matched up with a very uh, different opponent this weekend, uh, it's pretty fitting that this podcast is coming out at a very odd time, considering the opponent is odd, that opponent being the uh, guardrail that failed to hold up Eagles fans and could have potentially ended Jalen Hurts' career. What's uh, odd about the timing? What's odd about the timing of the podcast? I mean, it's on what? a Friday. It's, it's on a freaking, it probably should have been out at 6 a.m. today when everybody yeah, was on their commute. What are they going to do? Listen to it when they're drunk tonight, when they're laying in bed? Which, I mean, hey, I'm not going to lie, people, I've done before. Some people work on Saturdays, man. Maybe maybe some people some people work overnight Saturdays. Somebody will be listening to this. Let's let us know. Oh, this all is hope. the Philly Pod, by the way. A Philadelphia Eagles podcast hosted by Victor <laughs> Williams and Stephen Conrad Jr. speaking. The new official introduction guy as of the last month, I would say. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yes. I'm glad you made a point to introduce because you seem to uh, forget it. I'm glad you did it this time. Thank you all for listening to the week three uh, preview edition of the Philly Pod. Like Stephen said, I am Victor Williams. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at the Philly Pod. Follow Stephen on all socials at Stephen Conrad Jr. Instagram is real Stephen Conrad Jr. Uh, if you're new to the show, be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your podcast. You guys know the deal by now. Rate five stars, leave those reviews, all of them. Each and every one gets noticed. We read them all. We're happy about it when we read it. We celebrate. And uh, they help grow the show. So if you want to, you know, see the show grow and be like the top Eagles podcast, be sure to go do that for us. It would be uh, it would be very much uh, appreciated. Like Steven mentioned, we got a uh, the reunion tour starts starts Sunday. You got Carson yeah. Wentz week three. You got Doug week four. You got Zach Ertz and the Cardinals week five. We're seeing all of our old friends in the upcoming weeks. But before we get into previewing and key matchups and things like that, hey Steven. What would you do with uh, 200 bucks if DraftKings just handed it to you? You would bet um, it all on one prop, right? Bet it all on one prop. <laughs> I mean, that's the answer you want to hear, but currently, probably save it. 
save it, right? Right. Well, it'd be up to the up to the people. Although the best way to make money is to invest it, whether that's in stocks or in this case, Vic, you take the reins. Or you can be like me and just bet it all away, which is what you can do <laughs> with our sponsor for the NFL season, DraftKings. The season is finally here, and what better way to get ready? For the kickoff of NFL season, since we're already into it, week three, week four, five coming up, we are in full swing. What better way to bet on football than with DraftKings Sportsbook? And now, by betting five dollars on any money line bet with the NFL, you can win two hundred dollars. Just sign up for a new DraftKings Sportsbook account, bet five dollars on any money line, and if your team wins, you get two hundred dollars instantly. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. You can deposit and withdraw cash whenever you want. So go ahead and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with the link in our podcast description to get $200 when you bet $5 on any money line and your team wins. Make sure you pick a good team, man, because it's hard these days to find a good team to bet on. So make sure you throw those 5 bucks on a team that you are certain is going to win. And when they do win, you do get those uh, $200 to invest in, like Steven says, or to just throw away on bets, which is what mm. which is what I do. But the choice is yours thanks to our friends over at DraftKings. Click the link in the description and get it moving uh, for you guys. Steven, it is time. Week three, the matchup we all kind of, well, not really had circled, but the matchup you knew was going to be interesting. The first NFC matchup of the Young Eagles season, Carson Wentz. NFC East matchup, right? Uh, NFC East, yes, to my apologies. Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders will play host to our Eagles this Sunday at 1 p.m. at FedEx Field. Hopefully uh, the stadium holds up, doesn't collapse, and no more lawsuits are going to happen at this game because they almost took our boy Jalen Hurts out the last time uh, he was there. As we all know, Jalen Hurts coming off the greatest game of his young career and is looking to build on it moving Mm. forward. There's a lot of key matchups uh, to go through in this game. I have quite a few, but Steven, I will give you the floor early. What is one thing to watch in this game right off the bat uh, this Sunday as the Eagles look to move forward and build on their season and try and move to 3-0? and As much as I want to come out and bore everybody and say it's the trenches, that Washington defensive line versus the Eagles offensive line, let's just be like honest with the people. Actually, let me be honest with the people. The most important thing, the number one thing I'm looking for is how does Carson Wentz respond to this giant task Ooh. at hand? A lot of pressure. I'm sorry. This game is all about him. I know Jalen Hurts is coming off of the biggest game of his career, and I expect him, I'm not going to say to replicate that success, but I expect him to continue to be a consistently good quarterback. Good, right? Mm-hmm. Which is very subjective, whatever good is, right? The Eagles are a good team. They're they're the better team. Like the Eagles should win this game, but all eyes are on Carson Wentz this weekend. Nobody else. You can't tell me otherwise. He's play he's playing his former team. Uh I'm not saying this game will determine like who was right all along. Like, you know, if the Eagles crush him, like uh, the that's not gonna change anything here. Like at the end of the day, the Eagles are in a far better position than they were when he was here. So like whatever happens. This Sunday does not change that narrative, but what can change is the perception on Carson Wentz because this game, man, there is, I know it's just a one o'clock game, but hey, like this Washington team probably (laughs) won't make the playoffs. I mean, maybe, I don't know. We're only in week three, but this is the biggest game, in my opinion, on their calendar. 
just it's, considering the circumstances. You can say what you want. Everybody nah, you're, you're right. You're right. No, it's it is. You, everybody can it's, say it's what right, they want right. about like rankings, statistics, and stuff like that. But this is his chance, man. Like if he comes out, oh God, I don't want to speak this into existence. But if he comes out and sends a message, I think one that puts a lot more confidence in what Washington. is the message though it can't be you gave up on me because he asked to get out so that can't be the message it's not that, like that you meant, guys gave that up he on has me. something that he has something between his legs that he has something uh, between right, his legs right. well, i don't right? know after all the all the you see you seen all the stories <laughs> this week about like the the relationship and all that in 2020 did you did you read all that about I just, the I'm locker so room dynamic, it. I'm over it as much as Jalen. I'm gonna is, read man. you. I'm gonna read you a, a, a part of it. A part of it. Just the very like important it. parts. I'd rather I'll you do it, it than than me go off on my own. All right. So this was a it's part like a bedtime of, story. This was a uh, a part of the report. I believe was from um, Santa Laquito, the guy who originally came out ah, with all the, the reports back in the day, and we all shit on him and told him he didn't know Long shit. Long live Santa Laquito, right? He was. Uh, he said he was a uh, uh, an ass locker room leader. Remember, and we all shit and on him for so it. We got so mad, and we got pissed, and he turned out to be right. So he put out another story yesterday, and I'll read you a quick little uh, script from it about Carson. So this is uh, with you know while the whole hurts, you know all that stuff was happening. So he writes. Uh, part of the frostiness was innately Wentz. He would huddle up with his pals Nate Sudfeld and quarterback coach Press Taylor in the quarterback's room and ignore the others. It was like you were back in high school with the cool kids table and the nerds table. Someone very close to the situation put it a few years ago. Carson was the captain of the cool kids table. He'd treat Jalen really one of the best guys you would ever want to meet like he wasn't there. Jalen did his work. He kept his head down and paid attention. The other guy wasn't about to lift a finger to help him talking about Carson. What made us all laugh was he just got a boatload of cash. Why was he so insecure about Jalen Hurts? The other part of the problem was everyone liked Jalen, not so much the other guy. Talking about Carson Wentz. So, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know what message <laughs> Carson plans on sending. I think once he sees Hurts, he's just going to shrivel up. I think the dude's going to have PTSD. He's going to see Hurts. He's going to just feel all those old feelings that he felt back in 2020, and maybe he'll shrink, I think is is the case but uh that, oh yeah that no, no. if i were to put money on it yeah but i'm just saying yeah. like all eyes are on him how he handles right. the situation I get it. yeah no no you're right you're correct you're correct in that and that wow assessment. what a fucking story man also yeah, fuck yeah, that yeah. guy that's only a part of the article him he, <laughs> it gets worse by the believe, year bro yo philly sports do this to us man he that guy is literally <laughs> against all of my core beliefs and things they i did value this? on players man they did these stories the same week that ben simmons decided to hop on on a podcast and talk about all his grievances with philadelphia like who did who, who been, made this? Ben's been who made this both happen in the same the week? Who made both of these things happen in the same week? Oh, it's great! But I, I I, I'm it. more. It, it, it is good to see. And I'm not taking like Ben's side or, or anything like that. But he seems to be like oh, a better mental state. So maybe we'll see him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You like know, play basketball. So feel it is how you want to feel about him as a person. But like, I'm not going to confirm or deny or like speak yeah, for yeah, him yeah. if he's. I'm like guys. I'm sure he dealt with some mental things. So like. He they're both hoes, like though. At the end of it, they're both hoes, though. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And that's <laughs> the way Santa like Quito wrote that story. Fuck Carson. I always hated those yeah, kids at the lunch man. table. I can't believe I you didn't love, reread any of that. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to go a day back in high school and just beat that kid up at that lunch table? What Everybody world, had that kid, man. In what world is Carson Wentz, Press Taylor, and Nate Sudfeld the cool kids table? Who who, who named them the cool kids table? I wish that I was, knew this this anonymous source, whoever, whoever told well, that Car- to, the, to the writer. Yeah, what does he mean by that? From whose perspective? Is that no, that's his the way. Well, I don't know. That's the way they held themselves. I guess Carson held himself, Nate Sudfeld, and Pressed well, Taylor he's, as like he's the, we are he's above the, you guys. Yeah, 
That's the way. That's it, the way. They whether you it. want to admit it or not, the the French at the time, the starting quarterback and the guy making all that money, like whoever's in his circle, yeah. that's gonna appear that way. There but was even Jaylen, another man. There was even another story at one t- uh, at one time that in one drill in practice. Um, like Carson Wentz blatantly cut in front of Hertz, like in line for a drill, and just like didn't say a word to Jalen. Like, <laughs> okay, who? Where's this coming uh, from? Um, that was from somebody. That was from uh, like a uh, uh, a fan I saw that was like at one of the uh, open practices. Like he's a season ticket holder, and he said he saw Carson just like cut in front of Jalen Hurts right before a drill, and Jalen just you know went about his business. And Carson Jalen like, didn't have to do anything, man. He, he didn't care. Be- he flat out didn't wow. care. He showed up. He did his job. And like Jalen went out of, I mean uh, Carson went out of the way to ignore him, and Jalen just uh, just is the you know, population size in North Dakota or whatever the hell that guy's from. It must be really yeah, small well, because big he fish, clearly... big fish, small pond. Big exactly, fish, small that's pond, you know? right, one hundred percent. It is what it is. But yeah, back to uh, back to the football side of things. <laughs> but to your point, Carson Wentz. I mean, he puts up a lot of yards. He's second in the league in yards right now behind Tua. With 650, who would have told you that Tua and Carson Wentz were the were the two QB leaders in the NFL? Two weeks into it, he tied the league lead for seven passing touchdowns. He's getting his receivers involved. Terry Curtis Samuel looked good last week. Penn State standout Jahan Dotson. He has some guys to uh, to uh, to throw to. So uh, to to your point, Stephen, you mentioned it in the beginning. I think the pass rush is going to be a big deal because we know what Carson Wentz is to this point. We know how he is under duress. We know he makes poor decisions under pressure. And I think Jonathan Gannon is going to have to go out of his way to make Carson Wentz uncomfortable because he's not really mobile. He's certainly not 2017 anymore. So if you get him scrambling out of the pocket, you're going to force him into some errant bad throws. And to this secondary, I'm not sure if Carson's going to want to do that, especially if they get behind early and Carson's going to be throwing this ball 40 to 45 times. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna put up some balls that are surely going to be um, prone, prone for turnovers. So I think if he can dial up the blitz a little more like he did this week, Against the mm. Vikings, we mentioned it on our recap pod. Jonathan Gannon blitz 33% of the time against Minnesota. If you can do that against uh, Washington and get Carson Wentz uh, uncomfortable, as I'm sure he already will be <laughs> in that atmosphere, especially with the amount of Eagles fans that are traveling for this game, I think that bodes well for for the Eagles defense. Yeah, you mentioned that in the last podcast. I think that's the best, um, which is crazy, right? Because there was a point in time where you didn't want to blitz this guy. Remember when he was actually healthy and good? Yeah, it was like the remember he was like goaded at third down. Remember he was like the best third down quarterback in the NFL back in the day. And now it's, now Jalen's trending in that direction. I just is, think uh, in this game with the circumstances and at this point of Carson's career, like if you had that kind of luck with uh, Kirk Cousins, who's a much more uh, efficient quarterback than Carson. I would even at this point in his career, I would pro- probably prefer Carson over Kirk when handling the blitz, just because he's a little bit more mobile. He's taller. Uh, Kirk is kind of suspect, but just because of the circumstances this weekend, and and again, Carson Wentz's regression over you know the last three or four years, like like you said, you can speed up that mental process and make him do. Now, I'm not going to say what he does best, but what he does worse, and that's make really poor decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's able to stand back there and and throw the ball, because Washington, look, man, their receivers are far better than what he was dealing with in Indianapolis. They got a lot of speed. They get open. Um, mm-hmm. and, and believe it or not, like Carson's actually passing the ball pretty well. You mentioned he's top, what, three or four in, in total yards, which isn't, which isn't everything. I mean, he's completing 65% of his passes, which is... I mean, a little bit better than than his average. I mean, it's still not like it's not great, but um, 
I think, yeah, that's the recipe for success this weekend, uh, getting getting pressure on him, which, man, it's just so weird because Gannon, like, I would give him damn near an F week one for his here's the Here's the question. Can they get pressure with just four against Washington? I mean, or, or is he going to have to blitz? They're going to have to. I'm pretty sure that's what they did week two against Minnesota, and it worked. Gannon called a great game. Like like I said, so far, week mm-hmm. one, I'd probably give him closer to an F. I'm not going to say it was a complete failure of I a think, game plan. Week two, he probably get gets an A. Yeah, I would I would say. All right, so I'll right now, I'll give him a generally, I, I feel about Gannon right now, he gets a C. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think if you can get home with four people, you're really going to have to try to. Fletcher Cox has looked good this year. They need to figure out a way to incorporate more of Jordan Davis. We saw a little bit more of him uh, in week two, not in terms of snaps, but definitely in terms of percentage. We saw a little bit more than him. I think if you can get him in there and really try to have him attract attention of two, two, if not three people, and try to get home with four, because if you can get home with four and Carson starts panicking back there and you have the back seven in coverage, it's going to be really, really difficult for Washington to move the ball uh, uh, on the Eagles' defense. I think they're going to have to find a way – to uh to to get stunts, disguise your defenses, try and find a way to get home with four in that in that high two safety look, and try and figure out a way to force Carson into some bad throws that we all know this defense can uh, take advantage of. Slay with two picks this year already. Uh, Bradbury had one. Thanks to Kaiser White, I think this this defense can be swarming if they if, if they play their cards right. Hopefully, Gannon does. The one thing we do know is that Carson Wentz basically isn't changing. He's going to be the same guy no matter what the team is, the fan base is, the state, no matter where he goes. He's going to hold on to that ball too long. He's going to throw passes when he shouldn't, and he's going to probably fumble <laughs> once, if not a couple times. So hopefully the defense can uh, can capitalize uh, How about capitalize some, on uh, that. some Hassan Reddick? I mean, yeah, I was just going nice. to sit here and I was going to sit here and ask you like right now, this is just what I do. I know it's only week two and people are going to be like, oh, don't, you know, don't come to conclusions. But me personally, uh, two weeks into the season, the biggest hole on this team to me is edge rushers. Like right now, the season ended today. I'm drafting one with one of those first round picks. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but Derek Barnett kind of was like a was a was a hit to that position as much as we don't like to like praise Derek Barnett. And they're misusing Reddick, man. That was the time. big signing, man. That was the are, first... are they though? Are they though is the question because I, I thought they were too when I saw him in pass coverage, but looking into it, they've only played Hassan Reddick in pass coverage on nine percent of the snaps. He's largely being used the same way as he was in Carolina. So why isn't he getting home? What what is the issue here? Maybe it's just one of those things, man. Like maybe he's just going to have one of those games. That, like everything happens so fast and it tends to happen, right? Like how many times did we say that with like Fletcher Cox with Brandon Graham? Like it would be long streaks, you know, without those guys getting a sack or really anything. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's like they're, they're getting to the QB consistently, you know? And this is... This this is the breakdown of, of Hassan Reddick so far. So in 2017, percentage of snaps Hassan Reddick has dropped back into coverage. In 2017, he played 27% of the snaps in pass coverage. 2018, 43. 2019, 50% of the snaps in 2019 in pass coverage. He only had one sack that year. And mm. then he broke out in 2020. Only 17% of his snaps in pass coverage, predominantly as an edge rusher. 11 sacks. Last year, just 8%. As a uh, as a in pass coverage, twelve and a half sacks when he played ninety two percent of his snaps as an edge rusher, and this year he's playing nine percent of his snaps in pass coverage. So it's not like he's being deployed the mm. wrong way. It's just he's not getting home. Something right. has to give, and hopefully it happens. Uh, it happens this yep. week. 
In week two, Carson Wentz was pressured on 40% of his dropbacks, and he completed <laughs> just five of 14 pass attempts with a 38.7 PFF passing grade when under pressure. So the recipe is there. Gannon, don't get too cute. Use the talent you have. Edic, uh, you still have Reddick. You still have Josh Sweat. You have Cox, Hargrave, Jordan Davis. Make it happen. Get to Carson, and let's let's get uh let, let's let's get it moving. On multiple potential multiple turnover game like the, these guys very everybody much on so. that defense should so. be licking their chops man because that ball who knows where it's gonna wind up with very this guy much if you so. very him. much so and then so so that moves us on to to the weapons obviously terry mclaurin who darius slay has handled pretty well throughout his career you have Jahan dodson who i assume bradbury will be on well you, you never really know these days and then um and then maddox and uh curtis samuel who curtis samuel was coming off a uh a an impressive game last week so, Steve, how do you think the secondary matches matches up with these weapons? You got Slay, Bradbury, Maddox against the trio of Samuel, McLaurin, as well as uh, Penn State standout Jahan Dodson. Do you foresee this might be the best wide receiver talent that, well, obviously he won the Super Bowl, but this might be the best talent Carson Wentz has had in his career. If not, mm. it's definitely the best since, since he's left Philadelphia. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, obviously that Eagles Super Bowl team. See, we were loaded everywhere. Like, receiver, we were very average, but... You know, we had the best tight end in the NFL, arguably. But anyways, uh, special shout out to uh, Brian Cass here at the Liberty Line. He wrote something today uh, breaking down the Eagles, you know, the the pairing, the duo, right? Darius Slay and James Bradbury being mm-hmm. the best duo in the NFL. And this kind of goes back to conversations you and me had in the offseason because these are the things you have to do when there's literally nothing to talk about. We made the <laughs> argument that the trio... You throw in Maddox in there. The trio is among you know some of the best in the NFL. Like like you said, Maddox is just coming off of a game where he got an interception in the red zone, which is huge if you can pull that off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you said, uh, man, it's a very interesting matchup. If you're asking me, am I scared? I'm not going to sit here and say I'm scared. But what I will say is, I know the Vikings had Justin Jefferson. He's pro- arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, but I just think this group might be better than the Minnesota group. I, I think Thielen's kind of washed, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, he, I said that. Washed. I said that in the offseason. Minnesota yeah, fans and, respect Thielen. Remember we did our. Uh, remember when we did our uh, top five wide receiver duos? Remember we did that and we put it out in the platforms? And Vikings fans came for yeah, me as mad. if I told them. I mean, they're still sick about 38-7, obviously, but they came for me. Like, I was disrespecting Thielen. Thielen is he's a red zone fine. machine. I just think he's He's washed. a touchdown machine, but he's not nearly as effective as he was in 2019 right. and 2020. That's all I was saying. He just doesn't yeah, have, he's, like... He's like, trending towards wash, definitely. I think if there's anything that could bother these these Eagles corners, just because they're a little bit older, they might not be as, like, twitchy as they used to be, because Slay and, you know, um, Bradbury a little bit on the... I'm not going to say they're, like, old, but they're on the older end of the spectrum, you know, in, in regards to NFL players um speed i think speed and and youth and that's what the commanders receivers have now i'm not saying they're going to go out there and beat them but i just think if there's anything that might give them some trouble it's that with that said though that won't matter if the eagles pass rush is getting to carson wentz and bothering him they won't have time to get down the the field can't throw the ball when you're on the ground (laughs) and the receivers just won't have enough time to get open you know what i'm saying so that's just kind of how I feel. Do, 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 you, do you agree with that? And I think yeah, that's why Carson's yeah. throwing for so many yards, by the way, because these receivers are A lot are so of it's fast. garbage time. You were down, however, you were down, what, 22 to nothing to Detroit? All you had to do was throw the ball. You're not going to run the ball when yeah. you're down by three scores. So a lot of that, even though it well, wasn't a comeback Lions effort. decided to run the ball when they were down two to yeah, three scores against us. It but. is. It is. Yeah, but yeah, to your point, you can't, you can't throw the ball when you're on the ground. And hopefully he's on the ground quite a bit. Curtis Samuel coming off a seven reception, 78-yard game last week. 
But the big matchup here is obviously Darius Slay against Terry McLaurin. And he's really held McLaurin in check for the most part throughout McLaurin's career. In uh, week one in 2020, McLaurin against Darius Slay, three targets, two catches, 28 yards. Week 17 of 2020, just one catch for three yards on Darius Slay. Wow. Week 15, 2021, two catches for 51 yards on three targets. In week 17 of 2021, two targets, two catches, 20 yards. So wow. uh, it's definitely a uh, definitely a matchup that Slay has won over the years, but Terry is is one of my favorite receivers in this league. He just got paid, so uh, you know, no more uh, disgruntledness from him uh, towards Washington, so maybe he'll... He'll try to to make some noise, but very intriguing matchups. Well, uh, what about they're... Dotson, man? Like, who do you think they yeah. put on him? Is, yeah. is he Dotson. okay? He's outside, right? Or is he, he? They use him predominantly on the outside, I believe, because Samuel is most effective in the slot. He's like a gadget guy, Ooh. so I, I I would assume he's in that uh, in that in that. So in that it'll spot. be Bradbury. We're assuming guarding him, huh? Uh, I would assume uh, because just for the simple fact that Slay has had success against McLaurin, I don't see why they try. I'm to impressed try with to, him, man. He's made an impact really quickly. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be that good. Dawson, I, no, like I always liked him. I liked him in Penn State, but he has three touchdowns already this year. He's he's certainly he's certainly uh, making a name for himself in the end zone. That's for sure. 59 yards last week, 40 yards week, uh, uh, 40 yards in week one. So yeah, he's definitely uh, putting on in regards in regards to that. Uh, so flipping over, and also no chase, uh, uh, no chase young for uh, for Washington as 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 we do know. Mm-hmm. And I say that because as far as the offense is concerned, right. for Philadelphia coming off one of the most explosive performances, um, um, in the Jalen Hurts era, the Eagles are going up against a Washington defense that number one is dead last in the NFL in uh, yards allowed per carry. They allow mm-hmm. seven and a half yards per carry. I think mm-hmm. that's the most through two weeks since 1951. Oh so they are gosh. historically bad against the run. And as we know, the Eagles remain one of the top teams uh, uh, rushing the football. And on top of that, their starting cornerbacks, William Jackson III and Kendall Fuller, have allowed a combined 17 catches for 235 yards through two weeks. So either they're going to run them to death or they're going to throw the ball. It doesn't matter. You can kind of yeah. pick your poison against this Washington defense. What are some things you are looking for as the Eagles look to build upon their standout offensive performance from week two? I know Chase Young is hurt, man, but I just feel like that group that Washington has on the defensive line has been so underwhelming. Like, don't you remember on paper, like a year ago, we were like, holy shit, man, the commanders, or like at that point, it would have been the Washington football team is going to have one of the best, you know, pass rushes in the NFL. But, you know, that that's part of their problem. But also, like, you just mentioned those corners. I was a fan of William Jackson the third. I wanted him. I can't remember what free agent class he was a part of. What? What are you giving me that look for? I, I was. He's he's been kind of burnt toast throughout, All especially right, now, the last few years. I'm a big Fuller fan. Look, I like look, Fuller. Look. Oh, I bet. You want to know the problem with both of those guys? None of them mm-hmm. are CB ones. That's the problem. That's why they're getting hurt. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, look how much are the Eagles secondary changed when they brought in Darius Slay. All of a sudden, you're like, oh shoot, Maddox in the slot. Just get a solid CB two. Like even Steven Nelson last year, you were cool with. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah he's th- this he's this Commanders defense is toast. We. We better, I mean, if we just did what we did to that Vikings team and then, you know, week one. I mean, we, we're the number one offense in the NFL, aren't we, in terms of yards? Right now, yeah. We lead the yeah. league in uh, Oh, my gosh, 30 yards plus on second. this team. Yeah, it's going to be that. Yeah, A.J. Brown currently leads the NFL in uh, yard catches of 10-plus more yards. So he already leads the league in, <laughs> in explosive plays. So we're, we're going to look for more of those uh, in Washington 
on Sunday. Linebacker Jamin Davis on Washington has received a 48.6 run defense grade from PFF last season, which means he cannot stop the run to save his damn life. So one of Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders, both of which are at the top of the league in yards after contact, mind you. I think Jalen Hurts leads the NFL in yards after contact, and Miles is in the top five. So one of those guys is going to run over that Miles, poor, This got to be a Miles linebacker. game, man, huh? I mean, both of them, really. Both of the both of the first two were kind of Miles games. He had a, he had a quiet eighty yeah, yards yeah. last game, and then he I had just a, I don't know. Well, it's interesting. I I can't compl- whatever whatever the offense does to keep themselves on the field. I'm not going to complain about. I know one of the things I'm looking for is how many defenders are Washington going to commit to the Commanders? If you commit too many, you know he's going to sit back in the pocket and basically just hit up Smith, Brown, Dallas, one of the three. Yeah, because the Eagles' O line and pass protection last week was sick, man. Very, very sick. Speaking of the O-line, um, on the final injury report today, Landon Dickerson, starting right guard for the Eagles, uh, sustained a foot injury, is questionable for Sunday. But reports do say that the Eagles aren't uh, worried about his status for the game. So hopefully he's good to go um, um, for that game to see Dickerson in there, who's, who's turning into a, a star right guard in his own right in a second mm-hmm. season. We were all bitching about that second round pick overall. <laughs> and and I remember waking up and we didn't get JLK or Asante Samuel Jr. and all, all that. And uh, but Dickerson is shipping up to a, a to a stout right guard, and we can thank Stoutland for that. So we hope to see him uh, on on Sunday. Uh, there's a question I want to uh, I want to ask you as far before we get back in, into the matchups. So so the way they asked Jalen Hurts these these Carson Wentz questions to start it off the other day, they asked four or five of them off the rip, and Jalen Hurts basically puts a stop to it all. He says, "I'm just going to say this. I'm focused on the now. Me and Carson have mutual respect for each other. It is what it is. Blah blah blah." And Brace asked me when I was just on the radio with him, Sean Brace asked me, I guess this was a conversation for them on the radio today, is Jalen Hurts like too no. stale to the media? And I gave my my take and said that I enjoyed listening to him on the media because it shows you, I, I feel like Jalen Hurts shows you not how to just conduct yourself on the football field, but how to conduct yourself as as a person, as just a human being in life, to be unbothered, to put your yeah. head down, just go to work and everything else will fall into place. And for a guy that's under so much scrutiny and so much speculation and so much of this and that, especially last off season and to come in here now and get the praise that he's getting. And he's still just the same stoic Jalen hurts, regardless of the praise, the hate, no matter what it is. And I think that of course his public relations major has helped him with that. He knows how to maneuver. He knows how to answer questions correctly. And I think reporters and journalists understand to this point that he is not going to be caught slipping. You're not going to see any stories about Jalen Hurts in regards to anything off the football field. Uh, I, I'm curious on your take because we have we have conversations, but I'm not sure really what your take is on Jalen Hurts and how he handles the media. Well, I know what you're talking about <laughs> because I saw Jansen, uh, I saw his take on it on Twitter. I saw the whole back and forth with, with him and Brace. I think it was a video clip or something. So I know what you're mm. talking about. Um, because I think Jansen said Hertz would be a boring podcast host, if I'm not mistaken, something like that, right? Yeah. I, all right. Well, I first mean, of all, I, I I like listening to him personally. <laughs> um, I don't know off the top of my head because I don't know him. We're just basing this also off of how he handles the media. Um, he's not Bill Belichick. Let's not act like he's like you know what I mean. Like it's not like he comes up there with an attitude and doesn't say anything. Like he just. I would actually argue he's he's great with the media. He seems respectful. He just like he's not going to sit there and let them like bitch him. Like he's he controls the narrative up there. So if anything, I would actually argue he's he's entertaining. I think it's entertaining. You know what I mean? Like it's not 
like basically how he how he handled that Carson Wentz situation was great. You mentioned him being a PR major. Like I, I find him, it's actually fascinating because it's not like he doesn't provide anything. Like last year, how many times did he have like all these like famous sayings and then people were upset? They're like, oh, bro, enough with these. <laughs> like, like, come on, man. There's always something to complain about. Athletes are under such a... um under such a microscope, it's a shame, no matter what they do or say, you know, like, perfect example, everybody was bitching Ben Simmons wasn't meeting with the media and everything, he finally does it this week, and now everybody's still upset, that's a completely well, different that's thing. Well, that's because, that's because in Ben's case, all of this stuff he said would have been nice to hear yeah. two years ago, he like, not now, really, not like, now, and he, he didn't take accountability didn't at the the end main of the thing day. you yeah. want him to say. What do you want, what, what, did you, what did you hope that Ben said in that interview? Like I was wrong, and and he said he could have handled things differently. He just didn't really take accountability, okay, so, especially on the Trey Young dunk. Did you hear his explanation for that? Yes, I did. Now, can I just say, like, obviously he should have dunked the ball. I'm not like <laughs> letting that off, but like people act like that is the only issue. That's not why Philly fans are mad. That that play right there, I know it's one play in such a split second instance. He'd saved himself pretty good with his explanation, in my opinion. But what mm. I'm saying, what I'm saying here is, is that like. That's not why us fans turned on him that one play. That was like the nail in the coffin. Like everything else led up to it, created yeah, the coffin well, in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you don't, you know, not shoot in the fourth quarter throughout the whole series, that kind of, that's kind well, of, yeah, part like back to back years. Yeah. Why. We don't have to get into it. I don't care to talk about it anymore. Right. Right. But this, like, that, this brings us back to how Jalen Hurts handles himself yeah. in the media. He takes accountability. He's always working harder, even after a performance like he had. On, uh, on in Minnesota, and he said we didn't play up to our standard. The standard only rises, blah blah blah. And this is exactly how Jalen Hurts is going to handle himself, regardless of the talk. Is are we going to replace him next year, or is he an MVP candidate? It doesn't matter because Jalen Hurts will always remain Jalen Hurts. I think there was a clip going around at one point. I saw it recently of how he acted after a five six touchdown game he had in Alabama or Oklahoma. I think he had yeah, in college. I know what you're talking about. And he and he just said I didn't play up to my standards. Like this is the kind of guy. And this is why we all hope he works out in Philadelphia because he might be, if anything, he might be the smartest quarterback we've had. Just just in terms of smart and how to handle himself, he's probably the most rootable guy we've had at quarterback. Because, you know, Mike Vick came in after all the turmoil, even though he turned into a great story. Uh, McNabb had his woes. What about Nick oh, Foles? Man. And Nick, yeah, yeah, Nick Foles, you can't really, uh, you can't really, um, um, you know, fault to that. Uh, I have one. I have one more uh, matchup, and then I want to ask your uh, your take on one more thing. So, um, along Washington's defensive line, obviously no Chase Young, but they do have Jonathan Allen uh, uh, to worry about. He's coming off the best season of his career in 2021. He had a career high nine sacks and 30 QB hits last year. Uh, what kind of approach are you hoping to see from from obviously the man of the hour, Jalen Hurts? Are you hoping to see more of a similar game plan oh. yet against Minnesota, or do you want to see a, 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 a kind of a rushing attack? I'm not sure how. When you envision the Washington Commanders, I want Jalen Hurts to do this against that team. What is the formula for the Eagles on offense to come away with a win on Sunday? Do whatever it takes to keep the offense on the field. Move the chains. <laughs> don't turn over the football in that environment. Even though there's fans, I don't really know how to feel about them. I don't care. I don't care if he rushes for 200 yards. Stay on the field. Score more points than the other team. I'm not one of those people. Like, I needed that Minnesota game. I think we all needed that Minnesota game in terms of him going out there and slinging the ball like that. But now that that's been established that he can do it, I don't care. He's a weapon. He's Jalen Hurts. We feel that he's an MVP candidate because of the versatility and the way he can damage you doing both now, right? That's how we feel about him. 
So yeah, he's, whatever. He's a true dual threat now. He he solidified himself as a yeah. true dual threat in Minnesota. I think whatever a lot duty of calls, saying, man. Whatever the call. I don't know what I'm trying to say. What's there's like a saying. <laughs> people, I don't care. Man. I, I don't know. What the I saying mean, is, maybe people, don't rush it 17 times. Actually, I yeah, would like him to make that. it to the end of the year, but. But people were were saying that Jalen Hurts isn't a true dual threat because he can't throw as strong as he can run. And I think after Minnesota, and I broke down all the all the passes and I saw it all that he is he's truly making the passes that uh, that that can thrive in the NFL. And third down efficiency is a big thing too. I think in my opinion, nine for fourteen yeah. against Detroit, seven for thirteen against uh, against Washington. I think that is a uh, a good recipe. Seven for thirteen against uh, Minnesota. Oh, against uh, Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah, my 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 mistake. So I think that is a a good recipe for how to win games. Um, um, moving forward, I just know that Jonathan Allen is there. There's no Chase Young, so um, I think that I hope Sirianni and company cleaned up that offensive line uh, miscue stuff on those plays because it's not a it can't be a good on on the road. You can't be doing that kind of stuff. I don't want to see any more uh, ineligible man. Uh, uh, yeah, let's get that field. figured out, man. <laughs> I feel like that was an issue early last year. Why is that? You know, let's not let this continue. Yeah, I'd rather not. Uh, I'd rather not um, 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 deal with that. But hey, Washington is a uh, allowing a lot of rushing yards, <laughs> and when the Eagles have mm. accumulated the rushing yards that they have, I think that is a. I think I think that's going to be a recipe for success moving forward. To your point, Jalen Hurts currently. In the uh, in the MVP conversation, right behind uh, Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen, you wrote that up today for for the Liberty Line. So that is a a uh, a, a good thing as well. Any other uh, matchups we didn't talk about uh, uh, as far as the game on Sunday? Anything else you have your eye on? Any big games you're kind of hoping for? Who's going to be the X factor? Who are you hoping to see a big game from? You already mentioned Reddick. What are some other names that you have your eye on as far as as far as uh, Sunday's NFC East matchup? I'm really hoping I'm not jinxing anything, but I have this really weird poise and like confidence about feeling about like just the offense as a whole, Jalen Hurts, the receivers, the run game, the offensive line. My I just can we just get a pass rush on Carson Wentz like this just this one week cuz the defensive line man like Fletcher Cox pretty much was like a no show week 1, week 2 I thought he was really good like this is the game, man. This is the game. Reddick, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the game. Make a statement as an Eagle for the first time. It seems like all the new additions, right? When you say all the new additions have kind of made, have had their, I'm not saying Reddick hasn't done anything, but it seems like they've all kind of had like a big, their big claw, big fingerprints on, on the Eagles success so, so far. I would, I would argue, um, Bradbury, obviously AJ Brown. Um, who else am I missing? Some of the new additions. Uh, haven't heard really Chauncey's name a whole lot. Like he had a play, he had a good play against Detroit. Didn't hear right. his name a whole lot uh, on on uh, in week two. But in the safety he's position, new, if we're man. not, if, if we're not here, up. and he's also just here. But as a safety, if we're not hearing your name a whole lot, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> so, yeah. so you know, you don't want you getting uh getting uh, uh burned over the top. So that is certainly um um something i did want your take on something else but i literally forgot the question i was going to ask you i don't i don't i don't remember what it is so we'll i'll if i remember i'll write it down and i'll bring it for the reaction uh sunday night monday morning whenever we uh whenever we do uh the next episode but appreciate you guys for tuning into the show thank you guys for checking it out i know it's a bit later like steven mentioned for a preview episode but hope you guys enjoy it all the same be sure to subscribe apple itunes spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. I'm your host, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on uh, Twitter at the Philly Pod. Same deal with Instagram, TikTok, all that uh, fun stuff. Steven, what you got in the pipeline? What should the people be tuning into before this uh, 
good matchup coming up on Sunday? Uh, off the top of my head, um, I mean, obviously, I'm Stephen Conrad Jr. on all socials, but I put out a dope-ass video about Jalen Hurts the other day on the Liberty Line YouTube channel, just breaking down. It's like a... I'm kind of tapping into the cinematic side, right, of video creation, because, like, as much as I want to sit down and break down tape, like, I don't play in the NFL. What the hell do I know? You know what I'm saying? So check that out, man. Check that out. It's definitely going to get you hyped for... Uh, this week three game this Sunday, and obviously listen to this podcast, man. Share this podcast with your friends, and we will see you. We will see you uh, next week. Home game, Jacksonville, as Vic as Vic mentioned. The uh, <laughs> the, reunion the reunion tour reunion continues. Tour. It's, it's on the tailgates. Yes. Hit us up, guys. We're there. We'd love to meet you guys. Dude, and we the can cookie make dough um, whiskey. The cookie dough whiskey came in. We're gonna have to see how that. Oh, how is that, that right? I got cool. two bottles of it. They were nice enough to send that. So I want to do uh, some well, video well, content at the tailgate. So if you guys like have thought about like so many people hit me up. I know they hit you up about starting podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit us up during the tailgates. Um, probably approach me because I'm the one that's always doing the camera work. I would like to do more camera work, and we'll we'll get you on video and stuff. And your career can begin just like that. A part of the uh, <laughs> yes yes the go Liberty viral Line Philly Pod team. Go viral, start your uh, sports media career, and, uh, yeah. and go from that. Appreciate you guys, as always, uh, for tuning in. Leave the reviews, rate five stars, so important. And until the next one, y'all, peace out from the Philly Pop. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.